0: Web dot webcom podcast. Welcome, everybody. We are here. We are living the dream out here in Web, And like I mentioned last week, Fraser is not joining us once again. But Caleb has returned. Yup. There he is. And we do, we do have a very special guest this week. Would you care to introduce yourself, mysterious Shoot. guest? It's
1: it's me, Pepoose. <laughs> oh. hey, I'm just saying that the the intro is cool in the podcast, but it's even better in person. Uh,
2: thank you.
0: Wow, that's this I, I really
1: start. goosebumps. I could
0: turn this into a live. We should do a live podcast, maybe.
2: Ooh, that'd be wild. We'll stream it. People, <laughs> hop in the comments section if you want to <laughs> roast him. That's right.
0: <laughs> oh, something to build off of. 2022, big plans. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, that's right. The owner of the Insulin Pens has arrived back on the podcast. It, uh, you know, not counting behind the curtain. It's been a minute. So I thought, mm-hmm. I, I thought we'd get you back, Tim, especially because we've kind of been pumping up your team a little bit this year.
1: I know. It's different. It's weird.
0: Yeah. It's nice. I'm I'm enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying
1: it, too. I, I go to bed not sad some nights, so that helps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. All right, well, let's get into week four. Um, before we get started, we did have a little bit of a trade burst, a little uh, flurry, if you will, here um, in week four. Not quite to the effect of last year's week four, I'm pretty sure it was week four explosion, Um, but nonetheless, a few trades. So let's just quickly hit on those. Um, Most notably was a trade involving Parker, a current big five contender, title hopeful, uh, dealing one of his depth pieces, Juju Smith-Schuster, to Riley and the Rugs Rats, and in return, he gets a first round pick. Uh, which, you know, maybe he uh, is looking to kind of do a little shuffling on the fly. He also dealt a few picks out himself in that trade. So uh, overall thoughts on the timing and the deal.
2: Weird. Just a really yeah. weird trade out of nowhere. Um, I, yeah, it sort of just feels like Parker shuffling his team around, uh, had some decent depth at wide receiver. So move that around, maybe get a pick for the future that you can use. Riley just keeps stacking up these receivers. So maybe now he has other, I I really don't understand. I really just really don't know what this trade is to be honest. I was tough to decipher uh, when it first came up and I guess it it is what it is. Uh, Riley gets Juju Parker gets a first, some other picks Quiddy pay could be an upside play as well, but just a weird trade, I guess. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It was
2: a lot of uh,
0: a lot of stuff. Moving around and it seemed to me, it seemed like a lot of stuff just for Parker to get a first back Uh, and what we would assume would be a late first. It is Dave's 2022 first. So, um, yeah, just kind of a kind of a weird one. Papoose. What'd you think of it?
1: That it just was kind of there. Yeah, don't really don't really know how to feel about it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I No, believe me. I, I understand what you're saying by not saying anything. You're saying it all because it was a very weird trade to process. Um, and speaking of Riley, you might have a little bit more insight on this one because <laughs> you finally dumped Denzel Mims. And Riley, who was a fan in the pre-draft process, uh, brings him over for a third. So, uh Tim. What was, what was it about right now that says it was time to be done? Wash your hands with Denzel Mims.
1: The fact that he was just active and somebody somebody offered me something. I'm just like, cool. I couldn't drop him. I was bouncing ideas with Frazier on trades. That would, just, would have been the same kind of gross face on the bench for a different gross face. And also Riley just popped in this morning was like, hey, how about a third and I'm just like let me think for a second okay
2: <laughs> yeah that was I kind of saw that one I know Riley's still a big Mims guy and I know you were pretty well out like this was this was his last chance to prove to you um, mm-hmm. basically that he could be an asset for your team and he did absolutely nothing with it so I don't know it's weird because you know we talk about all these receivers that take a lot of time to grow but like they were at least getting snaps and like you'd see a catch or two or something. Like we just, I like, haven't even seen him on the field. Yeah. And the only reason he got on was cause like Jeff Smith or something got in a car crash and Elijah Moore has a concussion. So, uh, just was not looking great. I still, I'm rooting for him. He has a talent. I saw it in college, but I'm okay with that trade.
1: Like, I don't know what the hell happened to him this off season, but cause he ended last year, just like on an, Okay. An okay run and then just got to camp and apparently got sick and was just not good at football.
0: Yeah, I mean he he didn't look terrible last year on a team devoid of talent. He was a bright spot at times for them, but yeah, something happened and you know, hoping that he can turn it around. I know, you know, myself and Riley and Tim and everybody we were, we were all fans of him pre draft, so you'd like to see him kind of turn it around. But yeah, it has not been it has been probably about the worst possible start that you could <laughs> that you could ask for with a guy that you pick in the in the late first round and one of the you know most loaded draft classes like we can remember here. Um yeah. but uh lastly, you not to uh you know not to discount your the trade that you made there, Caleb, but <laughs> Which has its own storylines. Let let us say that. But you know, you can check the web chat to read up on that. Um Jacoby Myers, uh, last guy I want to touch on. Another wide receiver. Um, Colin, you know, obviously the writing was on the wall that Jacoby was probably gonna be traded this year. He's been looking pretty good so far. And Josh. As you mentioned, Caleb, another underrated wide receiver into the group for Josh.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a Josh move. Grab another underrated guy, but feels like he overpaid for him, honestly. Uh, if you look in the Dynasty Index, if you're a subscriber, you'll see I have him at a third plus right now. So, you know, I thought maybe a pair of thirds would get it done. That seems like a fair deal. I don't know about giving up a second for this guy, someone who you know he hasn't scored a touchdown in the NFL he he gets all the targets in a offense that does not pass the ball downfield so i feel like he's a solid option off the bench to fill in but i don't see him like as an every week starter so i'm i'm not sure about giving up a second for him
1: yeah i mean it was just i thought it was a little too much but i mean it's josh's guy it's josh's guy got to get your guy
0: yeah, I mean, and also we're we're going to obviously talk about this when we get into the games, but Josh has sort of had a little bit of a surge over the last mm-hmm. couple weeks. Maybe he's starting to think a little bit about the about the expectations that he had in the preseason, starting to get a little bit, you know, desperate here as he sees the top tier of the league sort of breaking away already. He's just trying to add some value to his lineup. And a second round pick is not helping him right now. So, you know, if that's where his mind is at, you can't fault him there. But, yeah, definitely uh, uh, a player that, you know, has kind of bounced around a little bit. He's had some buzz in the past. And now with Mac Jones and him kind of being the guy there, um, yeah, he's getting targets. But we'll see how his production, uh, you know, Throughout the season, if it ramps up a little bit and he can be that wide receiver three in Josh's lineup um, or if he'll just be a depth piece down the stretch. But with that being said, let us get into the games because it was a spicy, a spicy week four slate of games. We had some real nice matchups here in the early season. Middle of the interconference slate, um, some really nice uh, games, close games, and you know, plenty of storylines. So let us jump right into it with the game of the week decided on once again by the AP. I'm telling you, I'm going to get a poll out this week. It's going to happen.
1: It's going to happen. Believe you. No. I believe it. I believe in you. Thank the you. The poll will probably come out with the uh, season review, right? <laughs> oh, oh god oh dear god
0: oh okay well that's remember you All invited right. me here
1: i okay oh
0: this was a mistake I, okay oh, w- whatever you know what i'm not gonna do this okay we're getting into it dave versus mango the boys versus the money makers this these are two of the top teams in the league thus far two teams that went in with title aspirations, two teams that met in the first round of the playoffs last year. Plenty of drama here in the early season with this matchup. Um, a real test, a real opportunity for Dave, who we mentioned last week, was sort of sputtering a little bit. Even at 2-1, and one, the performance wasn't really there where he wanted it to be, um, and it took... It took everything he had. It took Austin Eckler and Darren Waller on Monday night to get it done, but he got it, and then some, because Austin Eckler had a career night uh, rushing, and Dave picks up the
2: win. Yeah, he had a couple of career nights, or days, nights out of guys. Austin Eckler had a big game, 28 points. Terry McLaurin had a career day, 220 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Darren Waller came in clutch form as well um really big win for this team just knowing you know the we saw what the public was betting this weekend a lot of a lot of money on the men the money makers outside of the money makers themselves sure. but but uh anyway um yeah so we saw some promising things here like how about sam darnold um we were worried about ryan Tannehill maybe having to make a move for a quarterback well he's got the number five quarterback in scoring right now who has looked pretty solid through his first few games with Carolina, so that's a big boost for this team right now.
0: <laughs> you want to jump in? You want me Gosh. to jump back in?
1: I'm sorry, I was listening. All I was going to say, Mingo, was the thing about this matchup that got me going was your team, because you had like five guys here, like Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Kelsey, uh, Hassan Reddick all had some of their worst games of the year. (laughs) Yeah. And that
0: that is true.
1: Yeah. So you, you easily left a lot of points off the boards because these guys had bad weeks lined up. I mean, you're not going to get a, probably not going to get another four point Travis Kelsey game.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, That's, that's where I'm at with this game. This is for me, this is kind of a write it off sort of a game. Uh, I score 190, but even then, like you're mentioning, I left a lot on the table. The moneymakers, you know, we're not going to see four points out of Kelsey maybe for the rest of the season or, you know, very sporadically is that going to happen. The running backs really let me down this week. Um, So, honestly, to see a 190 on a week like this is still pretty encouraging. Um, You know, my defense has kind of been a story this season. Uh, Solid week there, nothing special with an 80 Point five, but um yeah overall i mean just just outmatched um by by dave this week and like you mentioned caleb this is a huge win for him he needed this you know money makers right now uh number two team in the league according to war plus and dave comes out here uh with his first 200 point game since week one and maybe gets a little bit of luster back in. People were starting to maybe write him off a little bit with some of these teams kind of moving up. Now he's reminding people, okay, I still have this. This is still my team, um, and we're going for a championship.
2: Yeah. Uh, one more point on the offense I thought was interesting. Alvin Kamara is setting like career highs in rushing attempts. Um, 20 in week one, only eight in week two, but 24 week three and 26 this week. I mean, They've completely shifted the offense to the point where he's running the ball, and he had no 26 carries for 120 yards and no targets for Kamara. That is unheard of. He's being used as a completely different running back, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. He's still doing solid, so I thought that was interesting. But I'd be remiss if we didn't bring up this defense, which... (laughs) I mean, it is, it is in trouble. I will say, I think, um, you know, last season, the number one scoring defense, uh, was lights out. And then through four weeks this year, he's the number 11 defense in web. Uh, where, where has it all gone wrong, Tim?
1: Well, I have a, I have a theory (laughs) regarding this and, you know, for a guy whose defense is struggling, he's got guys dropping like flies, you know, he's, got two retired players <laughs> at an open bench spot. <laughs> Three roster spots. You could just find a linebacker on waivers or find a player and maybe maybe you hit gold, but you're keeping them around because I don't even know. <laughs> Fake leadership.
0: Listen. I understand. I understand what he's doing, but I'm not going to defend it. Okay? I rostered an injured Steven Goskowski. Okay? <laughs> but he was on my IR. Okay? I just I I could have cut him, yeah, but I didn't. He was on IR. He wasn't wasting a spot on my team. And mm-hmm. it is we're we're at the point now where it might actually be affecting him because we have seen Already through four weeks, yes, it is harder. It is more difficult to get guys off of waivers to plug into your defense in 2021, but it is not impossible. And we have seen numerous players already come off the wire and enter starting lineups, myself included. Quandre Diggs entered my lineup this week in a struggling DB unit, had an interception and a really solid game. He's having a really nice start to the season. That's just one example, okay? And that that kind of stuff, I mean, we came on here all season last year and defended him, the effort that he had put into building his defense, to building the strongest unit in the league, and now through four weeks, like you said, Caleb, he is 11th. That is a problem. You have title aspirations, and your number one defense is now sitting at second last in the league. It might be time to start thinking about some of these things, addressing these spots of weakness in your lineup, because the league ahead of you, man, it's not getting any weaker. These teams are out here gunning work. Dave was a, almost a runaway favorite, a, spe- a no doubt in the pack five last year. Now he's got some competition. The big five is, is seething and Caleb, your team is looking great. And I think right now, it's week four, but I'm I'm going to join you guys, and I'm going to call them out. I'm calling them out on the podcast. Figure it out, man, because nice. you're, you're, you're rostering these guys that aren't playing. I get what you're doing, but if you really want to do that, pick them up in week 16. Pick them up in week 15. Mm-hmm. Bring them on for the ride. <laughs> Don't do it right now. Nobody's going to pick up Drew Brees. I can tell you that right now. So <laughs> that is – well, okay. Okay. <laughs> the insulin pens. Yeah, you might Just have to watch despite. out for that.
1: Right. <laughs> um
0: sorry. I do it cuz I yeah. love you, Dave. I do it because I love you. I want you Just to win a championship. A All right.
1: Anyway. Yeah. A couple I have my factoids for the teams this yeah, this week. Please. My my presence. Yes. Um uh, Mingo, the player I picked for you is James Robinson. You know, he scored 20.10, 20. 20.1 20. if you will. Um <laughs> in high school, he had 9,045 rushing yards and 158 <laughs> oh, TDs. <laughs> in, in the four years god <laughs> said what um, an animal just a freak for dave uh the player i picked was drew Brees. uh <laughs> he obviously had zero points this week and an interesting fact about him is that he retired on uh, march 14th of 2021
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay i wasn't planning on doing that i was not planning on doing it that. that is not in my notes but it happened and i don't regret it Oh yeah, um, this is fun. I do. As long as we're here, though, I do want to end it on a positive note um, because this is a 3 and one team, who's you know, in all things considered, still looking good mm-hmm. this year. Terry McLaurin is a player that I came on, I believe, the preseason show last year, and as as passionately as I just went into him on his on his roster moves right now i did the same thing in favor of terry mclaurin becoming a top eight receiver in dynasty and so it might have been a year early on that kind of like my kyler mvp prediction a little bit a little bit early you know but in 2021 four weeks in terry mclaurin where are we at this guy's a superstar
2: yeah he he's getting right into that mold if you like look at my rankings they were like him and dj Moore, the two guys who were like in that second tier is just wait for them to break out like it seemed like it was coming and they're showing it both of them including mclaurin who doesn't matter who the quarterback is ryan fitzpatrick um, taylor heineke he's getting all the targets he looks great doing it um this is just a phenomenal player for this team someone he loved and Someone I forgot he traded for. I just clicked on the history tab and he this is a tough one. I'm sorry, Frazier, but Terry McLaurin for <laughs> Miles Boykin in a third. That that one might come back to <laughs> might oh already boy. To you if you forgot about it. But uh yeah, that, that was um, Dave's guy has got his jersey, so you love to see him performing for the squad.
0: That's just that's a tough yes. one, man. <laughs> I mean, the, you can't you can't know. there's a third round pick, you know the hit rate is right. relatively low on those guys. But hindsight, that's a real bitch. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, uh, last thing on this matchup: big news, huge news for an injured Saints player, a money maker, uh, Will Lutz. <laughs> we'll be out for a couple more weeks.
2: I was Jeez. wondering where that was going. I had no idea. I was like, is Cam Jordan injured? He's never injured.
0: No. Um, Michael Thomas, still no word. That's we're, we're waiting. Moneymakers are waiting. He's, he's sorely missed right now in the lineup. Devon, uh, Devontae Parker did score this week, but you know, we'll see.
2: I keep forgetting he's on your team, right? Yeah. <laughs> could be a problem
0: (laughs) that's right that's it's going to be a lineup problem is what it's going to (laughs) be i got t higgins now and it's okay well whatever that's for another time all right well big win for dave he moves up into the number three slot for war plus right now so a lot of jostling in this top tier uh and the team that he overtook in the third spot is one fresh prince of Ilair who had a dud this week. It was not, I don't want to say we saw it coming, but we've been very cautious about how we've talked about this team for three weeks, a team that statistically was very strong and definitely in the top tier of the league. But we saw some, you know, vulnerabilities in this lineup and it all kind of came together this week a 169.1, uh, and he he picks up a loss to this surging Josh team.
2: Yeah, this is a, a tough one for Parker. I thought he would, it f- felt like he'd figure it out. You know, guys have been underperforming a little bit. I thought this would sort of be a bounce back week for him, but that didn't happen. It's sort of just been this slow decline in points each week, and, you know, it's hard to pick out exactly where it's going wrong um i mean offensively uh, a, a, a small game from brady but devontae adams not doing a whole lot you know he paid so much for stefan diggs and he's currently performing as a wide receiver too pretty much Allen robinson has not had a good start to the year um wide receiver 60 through four games I don't know what the problem is there. He's not really getting the targets. I mean, I know it's Fields and Dalton sort of sharing the deal, but he's really been struggling, which has been hurting this team. Um, It was good to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire bounce back these last uh, couple weeks. I know that was a question mark for a lot of people, but he has back-to-back 100 yard rushing games, so that's big. But this team just hasn't been able to put it all together and – I mean, still at three and one in a playoff spot, so you can't be too mad or anything. But quite the letdown for Parker this week.
1: Yeah, like his. I think his biggest thing is needing to figure out what Allen Robinson's going to be doing this year. Most of all, the Bears had to figure that out because <laughs> you know, you know, Tay and, Tay and Diggs are going to eat like these weeks or whatever. But Allen Robinson's kind of been consistently. This season, right in that same ballpark of just kind of meh. And a lot of that probably has to do with the Bears just being garbage.
0: Um, I do want to reiterate with this team that we are holding it to very high expectations because we went into the season thinking this is one of the best rosters in the league. This is a title contender, undoubtedly. And through four weeks. He is the number four scoring team in the league. Let's not make any mistake about that. However, when you compare him to some of these other teams, you start to see maybe some cracks, some things that maybe, you know, a Dan doesn't have this year. Uh, And one of those things, like you just said, Tim, is Allen Robinson. And you Mm -hmm. suddenly have to start making some pretty, tough calls because in a normal season and a normal situation, Alan Robinson is a must start player. He's a, he's a player that does not leave your lineup no matter what's happening. But now through four weeks, we have seen a trend where this is one of the deepest teams in the league. And maybe he has to start making some lineup decisions on a week to week basis, Mm -hmm. uh, to try to cover up some of these weaknesses so that he can, be this dominant force that we know that he that he is at his core he is a dominant team but there's just some weird things happening right now um and the 169 you know nobody's gonna panic it's week four but it's it's just not something that you want to see uh as a team that you know is watching the the dans and these other teams really just kind of bringing it every week
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know it's uh the defense even you know it's been all right I mean it's below I think it's right below the league average right now which again with the standards we had is this coming in as one of the best defenses of the league is is not what you want I mean Devin White he's been all right but he just hasn't quite had any of those boom games hasn't been getting the tackle numbers either. So and even Jeremy Chim, we're waiting for him to sort of break out, but he still hasn't put up a, a double digit point performance this season. So um, you know, I'd like to see Derwin James, he had a nice game. He's staying healthy right now. And Khalil Mack and Joe, Joey Bosa had solid games, but just hasn't had that really boom potential that we expected.
0: So one player on the on the deep cause it' The defense is, is a concern. It is. I mean, we're we're going to chastise Dave for his defense. I mean, we don't necessarily have to go to that extent with Parker, but this is the ninth scoring defense in the league right now, way under expectations and name value. Um, so maybe there's some moves to be made there. Maybe he needs to address a few things. But one name that is performing very well is Denzel Perriman a name that you brought up last week, I believe, Caleb. And once again, he comes out with another double-digit tackle performance, and maybe you have to start thinking about it. I mean, on a team, you know, you have Devin White, you have Patrick Queen, you have these superstar players, but with the clip that Perriman is going right now, I mean, maybe you just have to find a way to get him into the lineup because something's got to give on this defense. I mean, you just got to shake it up and, and see what happens.
2: Yeah, I think you got to slide him in there somehow. I mean, 10, 12, 15, 15 15-point weeks, start the season, double-digit tackles in every game. Um, That Raiders linebacker spot has sort of been a nice producer. It's just finding the right guy, and Perriman is that guy right now. So either you got to throw him in your starting lineup, or I'm shopping him to a team like Dave or someone that needs him, because there's no use having this guy on the bench right now.
1: Exactly. And it's not like if he's afraid of benching a guy like Devin White or Patrick Queen, I mean, he's the Mario Davis is a much smaller name sitting in, in his flex. You can just swap that out and you don't have to worry about benching a superstar.
0: Right. Exactly. I know we've, we've talked about, you know, Devin white, not uh, necessarily having the start that you want to see out of him, but definitely not a player you're going to put on the bench. Um, but yeah, there, there's room for him. Uh, there's uh, ways to be flexible on defense right now to try to write this thing because, Currently, his max for the season is 73.5. That was in week one, and that is not even at league average. So he has not scored league average yet on the defense this season. So um, room to improve there for sure. Uh, Let's jump to the winner of this game. And a big reason why he did win this game is because the team is starting to show some serious life. This was not a case of Parker, you know, having one of these dud performances. Josh came out and brought him, brought the fight to him. Uh, This was the second consecutive week that the Rebel Alliance has been above 200 points, up to 228.49 this week. Uh, And after we called him out, man, week two, we called him out. He has been nothing but great since that point.
2: And it's because of this, this defense has been an unbelievable turnaround. Um, weeks one and two, 61 points and 50 points. Since then, 90 points and 99 points this past week. I don't think any of us could have seen this coming. Um, but some big cont- contributors him. Von Miller continues to be really good. And honestly, looking pretty much worth that third round pick that he paid for him uh cole holcomb has pretty much been the starting linebacker there in washington he's been having a bunch of nice performances cj mosley was another low-key guy he went out and got he had a 20-point week uh this malcolm jenkins i mean he's had a few monster weeks these last two as well Uh, just across the board uh, guys are starting to step up these guys he's been sort of plugging and playing are, are coming around and it's maybe we, we you know we we thought maybe the waiver wire team wasn't going to be the thing anymore, but uh, this defense has really come to life the last couple of weeks, scoring well above the league average.
1: Yeah, it's just big games from very random players that kind of get them there. Like CJ Mosley, I'm pretty sure hasn't legitimately touched a football field in three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just put up almost 22 points this week. So getting big games like that for guys who but he just kind of gotten as a throw in a trade. It's pretty no, good. He, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It's, a, I mean, it's a ragtag bunch. That's what he's built it on. I mean, Antoine Winfield, a guy that he drafted has an, as a big week this week. Love to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys are just players that he's kind of pieced together over the last couple of years. And, you know, it's, they're responding. They are responding. We called them out in week two and, and it has been nothing but good since then. So if that can continue, that's going to be huge for this team. He needs that. He needs a strong base on defense like he had in the championship year and the next year, because, um, you know, the offense is, it's a little bit more inconsistent, but When you have guys like (laughs) Corderell Patterson, (laughs) the pride and joy, the prized possession of 2013 Webb has arrived in 2021, and it's not even a joke anymore. He is legitimately contributing to this team. This is a real thing.
1: It's beautiful.
2: I cannot believe this. I mean, the last three weeks... 21 points 13 points and 32 points it's just absurd and he's looked great i mean i don't know what it is about him in atlanta but arthur hey. smith has found a way to to make him the guy there
1: you look how happy he is in his, in his I know. display picture there that that is why he is a freak in atlanta that man's happy as hell
2: got the hell out of chicago <laughs> and is just thriving with the falcons it's it's i mean look at honestly it's crazy you look at his sleeper profile Came in the league in 2013 with the Vikings and has missed just one game over the past eight seasons. Like, that is insane. Like, that he's even, like I don't know if he's making as a special teamer, if he was always lining up outside as a receiver. But, you know, one, two, three, four. This is his fifth team and he's only missed one game in his career. This guy has just been waiting for his opportunity and, and it's here and it's awesome to see.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) You love that. You love to see it. I mean, this is what we're talking about week in and week out. So far this season, it's been sort of a, a running theme with some of these throwback guys. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just really fun to see a guy like Corderell doing this now. And especially like with what you're saying, like, it's not like he was out of the league. Like he, he's just been bouncing around. He's been playing his role wherever he's been contributing. I mean, you talk about players like this and you, in your, in your mind, you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is a, you know, he didn't really live up to what we thought, but it's like, yeah, he didn't. But at the same time, like he's had a successful NFL career. He's been in the league for eight years, you know, and now he has this opportunity, this role in, in the Falcons offense where he's thriving. And I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you know you, nobody can really predict that but some of these guys some of these players that you want to write off so quickly they struggle as a rookie like something like that it's like you never know when that opportunity is going to come and for a guy like Cordarrelle I mean it's it's just so fun <laughs> it's such a it's such a throwback just like <laughs> to see You know, to think about what he was in 2013, what Webb was in 2013 and the sorts of moves that he was involved in at that point and to see him still contributing nine years later in our league. I mean, that's just you can't ask for anything better than that. That's it's so awesome. Um, Last thing I want to touch on with Josh, though. Um, Well, okay, quick little thing here. Saquon. he's back
2: he's
0: back back. i mean this team needs saquon it it absolutely needs saquon to do this and uh this was a huge week for him so very very promising stuff uh for saquon this week uh and then the other thing is not so positive the tight end stream oh no (laughs) What 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 happened what's going on here
2: I, who did he, he played Tyler Conklin this past week. Who did he pick? Dawson Knox, though. I feel like Dawson N- Knox might end up being the play. Past three weeks, 13, 12, 18 points. I mean, you're in the Bills' offense. That's why I, I tried to hold on to him as long as I could. I picked up and dropped him like 30 times, but looks like he's finally coming around for the Bills. Uh, you know, probably some touchdown regression coming, but. It uh, looks like a startable asset at the position.
1: Yeah, I feel like at this point, he's just somebody you uh, throw in your lineup and you're hoping for a touchdown and maybe a few yards. Also, incredible nickname. I just noticed that Donnie Shrab BMS. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Love it, Josh. That was great.
0: Oh, wow. Haven't heard that acronym in years. <laughs> um, um. No, I, I loved dan's comment on thursday uh because last year cj uzamoa mm-hmm. would have been in josh's lineup this week yeah he absolutely would have and you know i i hope josh finds the magic we yeah. web needs the rebel alliance tight end stream we need that so we really do we're all rooting for it oh
1: yeah um all right uh josh's fun facts Saquon barkley Uh, His personal best high school shot put was 46 feet, three inches.
0: Uh, Explain that to me in like a way that I would understand.
1: He threw a round rock 46 (laughs) feet by like pushing it through the air.
0: So in, in comparable terms, uh, I I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay. (laughs) You know what? I'm impressed. (laughs) It's it's,
1: it's an impressive thing. (laughs) Nice job. Um, Saquon. Good job. So uh, and Parker, those, and I, I picked Joey Bosa, and I don't know if this is something I just missed or if it's not known, but uh, he's cousin to Jake Kumaro. Come on, that's common what? knowledge. Yeah, according to his Wikipedia, cousins to Jake Kumaro.
2: Those are the fellas.
0: Did you just say common knowledge?
1: Yeah. What? Nobody well, told there's... me this around whitewater i guess (laughs) oh Oh, my god
0: wow (laughs) caleb has connections god that
1: that was like a freaking cv dan arnold flex right there (laughs) we gotta They
2: both in the league
0: (laughs) that's a whole nother story maybe we'll touch on that later on when we get to him anywho okay uh, so Josh picks up the win this week. He moves to two and two, which not too bad, not too shabby. And we got another two and two team in the pack five because you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Caleb. We did our podcast last week with Caleb winning. One of the greatest web games in the history of the league by the slimmest of margins by beating the unbeatable oh, Pirate Crew. Fuck,
2: drag it out longer.
0: The unbeatable, the magnificent, the catastrophically good Pirate Crew. And Caleb bested them. But hold on a second, because from the depths, the pirate crew rose and snatched the keel pros and dragged them down
2: to the depths. <laughs> I fucking hate pirates. Now. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> i never Thank watching you. Pirates Thank of the Caribbean again.
0: <laughs> oh man, I it. Uh, uh, all honesty here, it was a it was a it honestly was a heart wrenching week. If if you're a fan of web, if you just love this league generally, it it should have been a heart wrenching week for you because not only did the win get taken away from you, Caleb, the Keel Pros, but the delay, the suffering, it's brutal, the the just the gross drawn out death of this team was was inhumane it was sickening to watch and when the knife was finally plunged in one final time and you finally just died and went to to to, uh (laughs) one and two it was oh it it felt good man because i just wanted it to be over for you and uh well, yeah. that's where we, let's, uh, before we even talk about what happened this week. I mean, can we just get some thoughts? You want to run us? You, just, you don't have to give us the whole story. I'm going to puke if you do that. But
1: even I felt bad for you and I don't feel bad for anyone.
2: I don't have any thoughts anymore. All I, <laughs> it was just getting beaten to a pulp. That whole thing happening. It just dropped my soul. And then Fraser brought it up one morning like well, you know, they added the points, but you're still winning. I think you might have won. I was like, no, (laughs) no, don't say that. I've already looked at it. And he's like, oh, yep, I'm wrong. And then Parker, two hours later, wait, Caleb actually might have won. I'm like, God damn it. Please stop saying this. And just when I think it's all over, Dan throws up a fucking random tomahawk up in the air, and it just happens to land on my dead body with this waiver Quincy Williams thing that's just bullshit, too. Just... The week from hell, absolute hell. At least I won this week, so that uh, helps, okay. but it really yeah. just ruined everything.
0: Before, before we get into that, can you give us an update on the brand? What What's going on here, Caleb?
2: The, the team has gone off the grid. Uh, I, there's maybe something we're being worked on, or we may just be just gone rogue right now. The um, team was kind of lost, but... We're we're winning games right now, so I'll just have to wait and see. Okay. All right.
1: I'm eagerly awaiting.
2: Same. We got
0: a lot of fun brand stuff going on. Very applicable to this game as well. We'll get there. But let's start with the unnamed. The the team formerly <laughs>
2: known as the Keel Pros. Um, Can I make that? I wish the sleeper name thing was long. <laughs> that would be a good one.
0: What? That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, all jokes aside, uh, very disappointing to to lose that game with Dan uh, riding that high a two forty point five seven, but you came right back. The Keel Pros or whatever came right back two um, twenty two point oh seven this week. Um another really, really strong performance against uh, you know, this Calvin team that you you really needed all of it this week.
2: Yeah, he put up a good fight. He was fighting really hard, you know, a couple of one and two teams. You never want to go down to one and three. Um, so it was a tough test uh, for a while there. But my guys came through and it's just been a well rounded effort these last two weeks, uh sort of figuring it out on both sides of the ball. Um Obviously, Najee Harris doing his thing. And then my receivers, Deontay, looked great. Caught that long touchdown. And then Debo Samuel has really risen up for this team. Was kind of like just a bench piece for a little bit last year. Was dealing with injuries. And now he's he's a must-start every week. And he's really taken over that receiving role with the 49ers. So, he's been huge. Um, yeah, just across the board on defense, too. It just... The team, you know, after that start, you know, I was a little worried. But it looks like we're finally clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, even if I, w- I should have won that Dan game, uh, we're, we're scoring 220-plus every week. I'll, I'll take that
1: all day long. Yeah, Kelly. I mean, top to bottom, your team's uh, pretty rock solid. Um, one thing, I mean, your your IDP flex is kind of weak. Something like uh, a Denzel Perriman would look really nice in there for you
2: it's true
1: well drop drop a hint there for you um no, dude your team's good
2: thanks it is
1: thanks
0: it is good it is a good team um i misspoke earlier in the podcast when i said parker is the number four scoring team parker is number five scoring team uh that is because you are the number three scoring team now you are one of three teams averaging over 200 points per game in the young season, uh, 202.1 so far, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it's been a great start. I mean people were, you know, we're gonna raise a little bit of questions after the the start that you had, but it wasn't terrible. There was nothing wrong with it, and now we're starting to see the team click, um, and. I want to, I want to mention Debo Samuel. This is a player that, you know, a lot, a lot was said about Brandon Ayuk going into the season, how he was going to take hold. He was going to be the number one guy there, uh, in this, you know, the Trey Lance led offense. We're still kind of waiting on Trey Lance, but we're not waiting on Debo because while Brandon Ayuk has been, you know, stuck in this weird Kyle Shanahan purgatory or whatever the hell's going on. Debo is out here putting up some serious, serious numbers. Um and yeah, he is he's a bona fide star right now. This is huge for your team.
2: Yeah. Getting a ton of target that target shares up big time with Ayuk sort of struggling, uh making plays at the point of attack. After the catch, I mean, he can do it all, and you see it every week. Even on as a like as a runner too, they give him a couple carries a game. So, yeah, this is this is a guy that's really stepped up. Where you know Kenny Galladay has kind of had a slow start, and even even George Kittle, who was a big addition, hasn't really done a whole lot at the tight end spot. So, sort of waiting for him to break out too. You know, those are sort of the him and Miles Sanders have had slow starts. Um, hoping they turn it around, so that maybe could be a point of issue going forward, and like. Uh, Tim mentioned that that flex defensive spot. Still trying to figure that out, but the defense has been performing well regardless. Got to shout out my uh, boy Foy Luikon, who was uh, league note as a big, fat phony, but God damn it, he's a good linebacker.
0: You have an uncanny ability to hit my bullet points, Caleb. It's <laughs> it's really special what you have. Uh, yes, Foy, we need to speak on him because, yes, he was labeled as a phony He was a phony last season, but now this year as a linebacker, none of this DB BS, he is still putting it up week in and week out. He's a, you know, he's a a rock in your defense, a star player and uh, yeah, definitely kind of leading this unit so far
2: and he could possibly, oh, go ahead, Tim.
1: Oh, I was just going to tell you, if you know, you ever get sick of Miles Sanders kind of treading water, I got a running back. That would look really good for you. Yeah, Kareem Hunt guy? Possibly. Yeah, you heard of him? I, I have.
2: We, we'll we see where we're at in a few weeks, but uh, Foy could be misleading me down this road of DV linebackers. As you see, I've already traded for two this season. Jamie Sherwood didn't really work out. He got hurt, but we're, we're throwing another dart with Quincy Williams and uh, hoping we can reap the benefits. It's either going to be costing me these Late draft picks, or you know, maybe we find something again. I gotta try something to keep up with Dan It is
0: truly uh, a roulette, a gamble with these guys <laughs> because for for as long as they have existed, they have piqued the interest of web and web owners, and only Foy, really, when you think yeah. about it, has emerged as a superstar. So, um, but yeah. So, really encouraging out of your team there. You moved to 2-2, two and two, you're looking good. On the other side of this game is the new, <laughs> the newly branded Kelvin team. No longer is he Team Winkle Kelvin, as much as I may have enjoyed that for a few weeks. <laughs> we now miss, have... I know, right? I, I do miss it. But I love the new brand. I feel like it's going to stick. It's It might be a forever brand. The legendary Milkers. <laughs> the Milkers.
1: This is has, the Milkers, man. It has the makings of a legendary forever brand.
0: It does.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. You know you know me. Love farming. Uh, it was tough to put these guys down the street. <laughs> you act like No, I played a
0: lot of farming simulator, man,
2: Um, but yeah, I I love the brand change. Finally commits to something Uh, team put up a solid performance, but just didn't quite get it this week. You know, the guy, I wonder, I'm trying to remember all his previous team names, but uh, Dak Prescott, 35 points was a big contributor. Jonathan Taylor finally finds the end zone, has a big week. We're waiting on that. Justin Jefferson does his thing. I'm trying to figure out, I mean, he had a solid week, so I, there's not a whole lot you can complain about with how the team performed. Uh, yeah, it's hard to really pick anything out. It's just uh, ran into a better team this week.
1: Yeah, I think what sucks for Calvin is he had a really good week. His team's pretty solid, and if I'm quick looking at this right, he was still, like, fifth or sixth in scoring this week. Yeah,
0: he, th- this is how his season has been defined so far. I mean, he had a week low in week two, very out of nowhere sort of a situation. But in four weeks, in four weeks, he has scored over 200 points two times, and he has not won either of those games. That is that's up. where he's at right now. And um, this was a team that we, you know, I mentioned this last week, we, we saw the strength. We saw how strong this offense was. We wanted, we wanted to give it, you know, the respect that it deserved on paper, but with the strength of the league ahead of it, it was hard to do that. And I think so far that is what we have seen. Uh, He lost to Dave in week one with a 200 plus point performance. And now he loses to Caleb in week four with the same situation. So these teams that are ahead of him statistically and in terms of expectations, they have defeated him thus far. Even when his team has been firing um, on, you know, what is nearly all cylinders, and so it is. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's just sort of where we are at with the league, and he hasn't caught a break there. Um, and one area that you can point at here um, is is the defense i mean it's not it's not terrible but it's not winning him any games Um, he's currently seventh in scoring Um, and so that's you know that was an area of emphasis for him in the offseason and now we kind of see you know it is it is that middle of the road defense that we expected it to be Um, and one name that i do want to to throw out there is Corey Littleton, having a little bit of a resurgence this year. A guy that you know he he made a move for, uh, didn't work out for him, but now maybe he is a guy that slots into this lineup over a JOK, who's still sort of finding it on a week to week basis. But um, kind of like some of these teams we've talked about ahead of him, just finding a way to plug and play some of these guys and just inject something into this defense.
2: Yeah, and he's in a tough spot where. I you know now it's early, he's one and three, but does he really does he he's gonna have to go all in to try and keep up with these other teams ahead of him. He's not scoring at that rate, and he's probably well with how the scoring is right now, he'd be battling Parker for one of those spots, and we still haven't entered the big five slate form yet, which is not gonna be easy. So, you know, you would have liked to pick up one of these wins against me or Dave to really keep yourself in it, but that's just not how it's going. So it's gonna have to take a week by week for the milkers and and see where we're at and assess uh, as the season goes on. Yeah,
1: and as the gentleman who owns his first round pick, I'm cool with oh. this happening often. <laughs> Sorry, Calvin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, here's what I'm gonna say. I want I, I do, I want to say this because, um, he has played. You know we're still in the interconference window. He has played Dave. He has played Caleb. He is now moving into his Josh Riley matchups, which the Josh game is going to be. That's going to be a great game coming up here in Week Five, and then the Riley game, very very winnable for him. Mm -hmm. He has Carter and Colin twice in the Big Five slate. He has four games that should be very winnable for him. If he can come out of the interconference window at 3 and 3, he's doing okay. He only has one matchup with Dan this year, which helps him a lot. So there is a pathway for sure. So let's, you know, I don't want to plant any weird ideas in his mind like let's see where we're at after week six and then maybe reassess at that point. But the pathway is definitely still there. The schedule favors him a little bit versus like a Parker who is playing Dan twice, who is playing the moneymakers twice. So that take that for what you will.
1: Yeah. That's perfect. Then for him, it's honestly best case scenario for the rest of the season is that like just not having to play the grinder twice.
0: Absolutely. That's that's a fun little wrinkle in things as we look forward. You know, it's week four. We think we have it all figured out. But suddenly the schedule starts to influence
1: what's going to happen. That's fun.
0: Um, All right. Well, Tim, do you have your facts for these teams?
1: I I sure do. Let's see here. First one to be Caleb. Uh, Josh Allen. I was unaware that he was a believer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> come on that's what
2: you got for me
1: <laughs> i didn't know dude, i didn't know what else it's
2: something else out there i
1: uh, um relax it's okay calvin where'd you go buddy logan ryan your all-world defensive back you got there uh in high school he was an all-state selection a cornerback and quarterback
0: wow yeah. wow could have solved the quarterback woes for this team right there. Wouldn't have <laughs> even needed
1: Dak. Play him two way Shohei Otani, but in the NFL. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, baseball—that's a source. Sorry, Caleb. Right now, believer. Yeah,
1: yeah but that's that's a fun. One.
0: That's fun. You should, you know, you should incorporate that into the new brand.
2: Maybe. <laughs> I no, that we're staying far away from that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you know, just think about it. all right moving on it feels very very strange to have this team in the four slot this week it is only a product of what was ahead of him very tantalizing matchups storylines things of that nature but the pirate crew is here finally uh, making his way into the show with a roaring fire which is his team Because he continues, he continues to be the dominant force in web. I will not stop saying this week in and week out until it does stop, and it has not shown any signs of doing so yet. Because once again, this week, over 200 points, over 260 points. Week high, he's he's been there three out of four weeks with the week highs, two sixty nine point six seven. Truly, truly ridiculous what this team is doing. I mean, he's bound he's bound to have one week where it just all doesn't work out, but to go four weeks at this clip and to look like this, it is shocking uh what he is doing to the league so far.
2: Yes. Yeah, this team is broken. I don't even understand. I you, you brought it up before the show, but 191 points for the offense. 191 Offense alone. That is absurd. And it's this this Mahomes Tyree kill combo. Derrick Henry. Uh I mean, even Noah Fank got a touchdown this week. It's it's just absurd. Top to bottom, this offense just explodes. And then you got the defense to deal with, which is just as good. So, I mean, it's hard to really pick any holes in this team. Really, the only thing we can hope for, I mean, not hope for, I shouldn't say, I I take it back, but there are a few injuries at the running back position now. Uh, Joe Mixon hurt his ankle. He's day-to-day, possibly week-to-week. And it sounds like David Montgomery is going to be out around four to six weeks, something like that. So, you can really test the depth of this team. See if he goes and makes a move, or if he's happy with what he's got. Kind of Gainwell's looking good off the bench for him as sort of a little PPR back, but uh, it'll be. I don't, we have to see how he fills those holes. But uh, otherwise, yeah, this team is just absurd right now.
1: Yeah, Dan's team is so disgusting that the Mixon and like and Montgomery injuries like don't even don't even do anything for me because he's still gonna go and put up a dumb number points
0: it it, i mean it's just it's it's so it's so hard to articulate this every single week because i i know that it's it's easy to sit here and say like oh yeah dan's dominant pirates they're doing great it's like he is single-handedly dismembering every single member of this league and he is going after records week in and week out he's not just out here trying to win games he's trying to destroy history in the process and the last time i mean let's be honest the last time we saw dan look like this was 2013 when he ran it down and beat everybody senseless and won the championship and then we had the Dan draft. So <laughs> that's where we're at right now. And if the Dan draft, the curse of the Dan draft is going to be broken, it's going to be from a team like this with Dan draft potential. Um, 252 points per game right now. <laughs> He's over 250 four weeks through the year. Uh, that is nearly 40 points per game more <laughs> than the next team, which is me. Um, and yeah, I mean his war plus right now is thirteen point zero one. How do you how? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's right. I said thirteen. You his know what numbers that, are you so know what the stupid. Record, you know what the record is for war plus over the course of a season? Five, six, mm. seven. <laughs> God. Seven. It was oh. twenty thirteen, Dan. Seven point four four. Uh and he has nearly doubled it. In, all, in 2021
2: all these numbers are making me just want to blow my team up and hope for 2024 20, <laughs> <laughs> we're shooting for 24
0: i mean but that's the thing that's the thing is like there there is inevitably going to be a week where it all does not come together that is yeah. going to happen at some point. one of the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> well right exactly exactly that's all it would take but um It's just it's it's miraculous to see how dominant he has been able to be, how sustainably dominant he has been through four weeks, even when the defense this week didn't really show up for him, at at least by his own standards, 78.25 this week on the defense, easily his lowest total of the season. And then there comes the offense to pick it up with the third highest offensive score of all time. Uh, led by that Chiefs duo that you mentioned, Caleb, with a combined 82 points. So, I mean, the injuries will certainly be something to monitor. You know, that that will inevitably hurt him. Um, David Montgomery has been really, really nice for this team. Guy that we talked up a little bit, underrated player. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, Julio Jones, this sort of, you know, he made some of these trades to, to – address situations like this um to build that depth a little bit. Julio also, you know, currently hurt right now, but we'll see uh where we are uh you know come Sunday and and how he's going to address that. But um yeah just can't say enough about the start for Dan. We'll continue to do this every single week because it deserves to be said um you know just what this team has done so far. Um, And what and also and also what it has done is cover the goddamn spread.
2: A good teams <laughs> because, win, great teams cover.
0: Because, uh, you know, the sports book, <laughs> the betters this week, they really, really liked this team <laughs> on a plus 89 or on a minus 89 line. One of the, you know, it was projecting out to be nearly one of the, the top 10 blowout performance on the book and people were taking it. And people were right because this was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the third widest margin of victory ever. So
1: I didn't put yeah. money on it because I didn't want Dan to lose his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Good. We got the ten dollars limits right now, but you know we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Book's been pretty good to the better so far,
1: but we'll see. Yeah. Book. book might have to work on some things. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, Speaking of the team that did not cover this week, that was Riley. He said it himself. Why would you not take Dan to cover this week? He was down Chase Claypool. He's dealing with some other injuries as well. And also Thursday night, he loses DJ Chark in a serious injury. Um, So, you know, kind of salt in the wound, this team in that sort of rebuilding mode struggling so far on the stat sheet and uh just getting kind of you know ravaged by injuries in the process
2: yeah uh yeah not a whole lot to touch on with this team really the shark injury sucks but he's not in a position to win anyways really the a couple of guys i want to mention uh hollywood brown and henry ruggs two guys i've been a pretty harsh critic of They've looked pretty good this year. Not gonna lie, I know Hollywood has his drops where he could add a massive game, uh, but I don't know these these deep ball threats. I don't know if I completely trust them, But uh, Ruggs has looked pretty good for the Raiders. Has nice chemistry with Carr, and same with Lamar and Hollywood. Like has been throwing some nice deep balls to him as well. So, like it's still like with these guys emerging, it makes the Juju trade even weirder to me. But. Um, Obviously, you got to like two of those guys you went on a limb for, Diamond Hands for uh, Hollywood Brown still, still holding strong. So, love to see that.
1: Yeah. Riley's team, I just, I mean, Trey Lance had a good week.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that we was got good to take see away. some Trey Lance. Like, that's fun.
1: It's good, good to see that he got in the game and performed well. But, yeah, you don't have much expectations if you're Riley. So, yeah, yeah look, look for the small wins.
0: That's right. That's where we're at. You know, it's week four. We see where we're at. And yeah, the obviously Justin Herbert still doing his thing. And then Trey Lance. That's very encouraging. Nice to see him get on the field and perform. Um but yeah, Tim, hit us with your fun facts.
1: Ah, uh, for Riley, Hunter Henry. I was uh I did not know he did not play any tight end until he got to college. He played wide receiver and tackle and defensive end in high school. Oh, um, and then there's Dan uh, Trevor Bass We're getting a kicker fact here um, oh God. He <laughs> honors his grandmother By w- only wearing eye black Under one eye Why is that honoring her? Not sure But that's what he goes with <laughs> <laughs> The article didn't explain it. it just said he does it Didn't say why
2: Sleeper. First of all his name's Tyler Give him some damn respect Tyler
1: but... <laughs>
2: This is, is what
0: happens. This is what happens when you bring kicker uh,
2: facts into the equation, Tim. Sleeper photo. He has the one eye black, though. It's kind of sick. You'll never notice that. <laughs> I, okay.
0: You know what's I awesome is contact. I typed
1: in Trevor Bass and brought me to the Wikipedia page for Tyler Bass and didn't even question it.
2: <laughs>
0: I,
1: I am so done.
0: Number two
2: <laughs> kicker in Web 2. The, the rich just keep getting richer. What the that's hell? Unbelievable. Oh, that's great. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right. Thank you for those. And now it is time to discuss the insulin pens and the dynasty team. It was truly a classic dynasty team game. Just very gritty, grindy. Each team was just ripping, trying to get a victory here. Uh and you know, two oh and three teams and the insolent pens when it was all said and done prevailed getting on the board this season with a win. It took you eleven weeks last year to get that one <laughs> and only win, and you're here in week four. Tim, how does that feel?
1: Uh feels okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. knew my team wasn't gonna be good.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's
1: the win's fun. But I, if I didn't have any wins, I also wouldn't have been upset about it. Just makes future me better because current me doesn't actually matter.
0: I feel that. I feel that. A um, couple of highlights though to pull out from this one. You, you got a little bit of a quarterback situation going on over there.
1: Alex. Jalen Hurts is back in the starting lineup.
0: Nice. Okay. I was gonna ask you because Joe Burrow had his best game of the season. Um, nice to see Joe looking very, very good on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Very encouraging to see that. But yes, Jalen Hurts also had a great game. And even, you know, even Daniel, even Dan over there, uh had a pretty pretty nice one himself. So you got a yeah. you got a nice little stable foreman over there.
1: We'll see what happens. I mean that's always I feel like the last few years, I always had that nice little stable of guys who were rosterable, but nobody else, but you wouldn't actually give anything for. Them. And I hated it. Just having Derek Carr stare at me like, yeah, he doesn't deserve to be on waivers, but he's also just hogging a spot for somebody else. And I have a feeling yeah, that's what Danny Douchebag is going to turn into.
2: <laughs> hey, but, I've, I've got uh, some more praise for you. Some more things to be happy about. Oh, wow. Um, we always made fun of your waiver stuff from last year and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, but this Javon Hargrave, who you picked up off waivers on September 28th, oh, uh, yeah. defensive lineman, hard to find guys, but you found one through four weeks, 20 points, 11 points, 22 points, 13 points, five sacks and a force fumble. I really don't know who this guy is or what his thing is. He just sort of came out of nowhere, but. Yep. he's he's been dominant I mean he's having a career year through four weeks so um, kudos yeah. to you to work the wire and find <laughs> someone who's actually like playing really good
1: yeah it was a pretty big process I was looking I was like god Yannick Ngakwe sucks like what do we have here this, <laughs> this guy in Wavers is scoring a lot of points I don't know know anything about him so we'll <laughs> see what, how long it keeps going <laughs> <laughs> I literally have never heard of him before but he, he's in his fifth year and
2: he's just breaking out Sixth Honestly,
1: year, <laughs> I'm just impressed. I finally got one of those waiver guys who like had like a bunch of weeks in a row, and then I play them, and he still had that good week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there a better feeling than that? That's
1: a great Webb? feeling because usually it doesn't happen that way. Like, was it Jalen Hurts had the two big weeks? so I put in the starting lineup, and he just shits the bed.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, it, there there is no better feeling than grabbing an IDP off of waivers putting him in the lineup and him actually doing really good for you the week that you started him. That is such a, that is such a rush. I love that.
1: feels, feels great.
0: Yeah. That's a nice call out. Caleb like that a lot. We've, we've really praised the insulin pens growth this year. Um, maturity levels in the building have increased substantially and it's, it's things like that. It's the waiver ads, the, you know, that whole renewed emphasis on team development, love that. Love that for you.
1: Thanks, thanks, Dad.
0: Yeah, uh, and <laughs> but it can't all be good, right? <laughs> oh, geez. Right.
1: <laughs> I want to end
0: for your team uh, with a little. You've a player that you've sort of come out publicly and and made a few comments about uh, recently. C D Lamb. Would you care to share your thoughts here on the podcast?
1: You know, can I have Jamar? Can we just redo this? <laughs> I hate it. I mean I know CD's good, but I hate it. How's, how is how is a something named Dalton Schultz doing <laughs> better than out targeted one of the best wide receivers CYM. in the league?
2: Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Dak's Makes me really sick. just sick. Been... Sharing the ball around there. <laughs> Dalton Schultz.
0: Well, I mean, it's that's what it was last year, too. I mean, the, that offense was spreading it around, but that was honestly to CD's benefit because people were so afraid, oh, he's the number three guy, whatever. And it's like, okay, well, he was getting work, but now we're seeing it kind of flip around a little bit where he went into the year as the number one guy, and now we're seeing this like weird shift for, you know, Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard. and I mean, that helps you, but yeah. you know, to see CD lamb, not really taking that jump that we wanted to see so far, um, you know, not, I'm not worried about it, but it's just, it's unfortunate for sure.
1: It's just especially irritating because Jamar chase has played really well and. Yeah, You know, the, the burrow chase stack would have been cool, but, you know, I couldn't say no to CD Lamb. I get it. You know, it's
0: okay. That'll be one to monitor for their entire careers, though, so hope you're ready for that. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, jumping over to Colin, the Dynasty team, real quick. Uh, kid keeps covering. You can't count this team out when it comes to covering the spread. He's made a career of it. I don't have the numbers dating back to uh, the web podcast spreads, but I feel like the kid covers a lot, and he's proved that so far through two weeks of the real sports book. Um, you know, And a couple of guys that had a pretty big part in that, Matt Judon, and uh, what what the fuck is his name? Diggs. Tr- Trevon. Trevon. Trevon Diggs. Trevon Diggs. That's right. I don't even know his first name. Stephon Diggs brother. And (laughs) This defense, man, it's showing some life with these guys.
2: Yeah, what an absurd start to the season. Through four games, he has five interceptions. I mean, he's showing no signs of slowing down right now, which is crazy. Um, Matt Judon, a guy I wish I wouldn't have dropped early in the season, he's up to four and a half sacks through four games. That looks like a good find. Could be a trade piece for later this season and uh he, well it was sort of a trade he went out and got greg Rousseau. I don't did we talk about that last week i don't remember we
0: did first oh, we did. ever taxi oh, yeah. snipe
2: yeah so he was in the lineup this week didn't really do much didn't really get a lot of snaps but he's there um really the only other thing how about the slim reaper yeah. Devonta Smith looking pretty sick out there in, in Philadelphia. Ten targets, seven receptions, 122 yards. That yeah, that looks real nice. I mean, this Philly offense, is if, if Jalen Hurts is legit, this Philly offense could be a lot of fun, and Devonta's a big part of that.
1: The thing I like about Collins T right now is he's got these guys who are things he picked up on waivers that are performing well that he could get himself some draft capital from teams who are going to be in contention. Like somebody like Matt Judon, like if he keeps this pace, like has no business being on Collins team anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Trayvon yeah. Diggs is, you know, what he is 24, but if he keeps his pace up, like if someone gives you a nice deal for a DB, do you just take it because <laughs> it's a defensive back yet? Or do you keep him? Cause he's so young. So.
2: Yeah. And you already saw it with Jacoby Myers was a guy he picked up off waivers last year. So I
1: love
2: that.
0: I love that. Um, he is, you know, he, he got a first for James Robinson before the season. He gets a second for Jacoby Myers already. And he does have some other pieces, um, that should fetch, you know, something for him down the stretch. So Um, He is in a prime position right now, I would say, to get the number one overall pick, uh, which all things considered is good for him. And then uh, as we monitor these these young pieces, also wanted to quickly touch on Darnell Mooney had his first big game of the season. That was a big trade ad for him um you know second year player he needed to see something out of it made a little bit of an investment in this player and over 100 yards this week as uh Allen Robinson continues to falter so you know something to watch
2: yeah and there's one player on this team every week that I just see and then I get kind of sad to look at last week it was David Johnson this week it's Philip Lindsay four carries for <laughs> negative 1 yards <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He keeps popping in these guys at the running back spots. Like, damn, how the mighty have fallen. So reminds myself of of how volatile that running back position really is.
0: Very true. Seems like Mark (laughs) Ingram might be up next. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Tim hit us with the facts.
1: Um, so for Colin, I picked Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, let it be known, Colin, your team's really boring. I looked up like six guys. They had nothing. So this is what we're going to go with. Um, He has the longest field goal in Rose Bowl history at fifty five yards.
0: Wow. I don't even Otherwise, know where he went to college. Georgia. 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 oh the Bowl. Yeah, he was right. always at dorky doing the helmet. And,
1: yeah. I yeah. uh and then for mine I had Micah Parsons as a senior in high school. Uh he rushed for twelve hundred yards and twenty seven touchdowns. <laughs> threw in a couple of receiving touchdowns while also having 55 tackles, 17 and a half tackles for loss, 10 and a half sacks, and a pick.
2: That must have been fun to watch. I need to look up some of his running back film, I feel like.
1: <laughs> I know I thought about it
0: after I read that fact. but I wonder what it's yeah. like to be that guy in high school. Just dominate. Just be, just be good at things. It's like, good at everything you do. <laughs> I can play running back. I can play quarterback. I can play defensive line, linebacker. You know, then Sorry. whatever happened at Penn State, you know, I don't know. We're not going to talk about that. All right. Let's wrap it up. Last game of the week. Um, you know, not uh, not a lot of stakes web wise, but this is the fun part about the sports book because people are active on this game uh, in the book this week. Uh, Frazier getting a lot of love from the betters this week. Um, And with good for good reason, because he came out and honestly surprised me just a little bit because uh, I thought that the K that K one jelly would bounce back after last week's horrific performance. Um, And, you know, while the team did, I guess, bounce back by two points, (laughs) It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't much better, man. And uh, the story of this one is, you know, K one really just falling apart here.
2: That was, yeah, that that was tough to watch. the The meme that went out earlier on the the meme page was pretty funny. Look at <laughs> that lineup. Uh, just almost impossible to pick away any. Bright spots in this lineup from this week. I mean, you got the Kyler Murray show, the namesake accounting for like 20% of his points. And that's about it.
0: He's Ugh. being buoyed by his week one performance, the two eleven. that, you know, every single week gets a little bit more far away, a little bit more unbelievable that that even happened because, um, what we're seeing right now is, Uh, a team that really just has no identity. It's just um, 124.77 this week, a week low. He's the only team so far through four weeks to score uh, lower than 130, more than one time, which he has done in the last two weeks consecutively. So I'm not going to say that there's nothing to like about this team from a developmental point of view, but I do think that we are in a position now where he is entering the race uh for the number 1 pick and he doesn't have that pick. So that is mm-hmm. a problem for this team.
2: Yeah. yeah. Who does have it? Me. <laughs> oh god, you lucky bastard. Which
0: is horrifying because yeah. we've already seen the kind of promise that your team has Tim and you do have this potential number one overall pick in the back pocket with some other firsts.
1: I so mean, I, I think I currently have th- what would be three of the top four. Yeah. Lordy. So, so I think it's two, three, four is what I have right now.
2: Traylon Burks, Brees Hall.
1: Oh, God, don't
2: stop. Not bad. Uh, one, one positive, one One little positive. Kadarius Tony. Yes. Getting some snaps. Some guys were hurt, and he looked good. He looked like what we saw in college. I don't know why Damn. it was so hard to get him on the field, why they were giving CJ Board the ball so fucking much on end-arounds. But um, like, I, like I tweeted out, the only thing they need to change is that number, and he mentioned it too. 89 is the worst number for Kadarius Tony. Totally. It just looks, it looks so weird. so bad.
1: <laughs> like the way he was like just skipping around the field and dodging those people, like 89 was not the number. No, like 89. I imagine you just like running through a brick wall, not dancing <laughs> around it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we, when we did the post draft show, um, we kind of, you know, we, n- nobody was really impressed with the Kadarius Tony pick, even at the spot that he was drafted. Um, but in the trade, sending him over to Carter, I mean, this player shines a little bit brighter on this roster because he needs him to. Um, we've talked about it, Jalen Waddell, Jalen Reger, Brandon Ayuk, a lot of young, talented, high NFL draft capital guys here. He needs to start seeing it. And Tony is a guy that definitely um, he he does need to see it out of. And so that was fun. It was fun. I like that. Like that call out, Caleb. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to, you know, he, he's getting a lot of shit right now. He's given himself some shit as well. I'm not going to sit here and pile it on. I think, uh, you know, the writing was sort of on the wall, the direction that the team was headed after some of the trades that he made. So this isn't necessarily unexpected. What is unexpected is David Wilson Batman. Okay, <laughs> because... Uh we mentioned this last week Caleb and you know thinking about it I was like you know maybe we shouldn't have been so optimistic about this team you know he's he's had a pretty good start but like it's okay he comes right back and puts up a 195.01 this week and suddenly you're starting to really think you know we're not we're not talking playoffs. We're not talking. Is this team going to make a a comeback here, but it is undeniable that this team has looked pretty damn good for four weeks. And it is currently three and one. So I'm asking you guys, where does he go from here? I mean, he's, he has a better record than you, Caleb. He has a better record than me. And, what what does he do from here?
1: Get this man a consistent quarterback and an RB one. <laughs> so you're Must saying party. you're saying
0: get into the race?
1: Just send it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he's gonna have, he, he's got this nice base of wide receiver play, and you can ride that.
2: Yeah, I. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Those I, are I the two blaring that. holes.
0: <laughs> it's. I don't hate that.
1: He's it's just like in that weird boat where you think he just he just wanted to redo it real quick, and all of a sudden, those wide receivers were just just kind of laughing in his face about it.
2: Yeah, DJ Moore has really been the catalyst for this team. Eight receptions each of the last three weeks has flown, blown up into a star. And I mean, Jamar Chase can't be stopped.
1: Yeah, Mike Maybe Williams got, has it down. We got week, vintage but... Mike Williams this week, but <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's a tough look, but. <laughs> Hopefully he he's gonna need him to return the form because I don't really know what he uh Corey Davis had a good week too over hundred yards receiving. These receivers, mm-hmm. man. They they're backpacking. It would be fun to see if James White was back if we could run that PPR duo we tried to build with him and McKissick, but uh fun little offense, sneaky offense.
1: Yeah. It's also really triggering to me he has Roquan in the IDP flex spot.
0: That's the move
1: in the linebacker spot so i it's the
0: uh josh coined it it's the idp captain spot
1: oh it makes me <laughs> I, hate, I hate looking at it i hate looking <laughs> right next to it and seeing zach Vaughn.
0: <laughs> well that's a whole nother story i didn't even want to touch on that that no um frazier right now number three defense and web He's the number three defense in Webb. He has the reigning defensive player of the year, and he is the number three defense in Webb. And all I'm saying is that that's not a a little deal. And I do believe, believe it or not, that if he wanted to, he could make it a little weird this year. He could try it if he wanted to. He's going to come out of this interconference slate, likely, At four and two, he has a game coming up here with Dan in week five, and then he has Colin. If it goes the way we think it's going to go, he's four and two. And at that point, you just win four more games and you're giving yourself a shot. So I don't know. It's it's weird. He's in a weird spot. I said it last week and I'm saying it again because it's even weirder now because I think that this defense has some real potential in it and the wide receivers are exceeding expectations, and all he needs to do is get a running back, and suddenly things are a little weird.
1: Yeah, and this team definitely has the ammo to, like, just get right back into it very easily if you wanted to, so. Who knows?
0: This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to monitoring <laughs> this team.
2: <laughs> just, we all need right. another team in the race.
0: Yep bring them in the five team tier still exists after four weeks we have uh one team currently entering positive war plus territory from last week that is Josh 0. 0.46 war plus mm. um but anywho
1: do the the Carter fact
0: oh you're right I'm sorry Carter,
1: Carter gave me insider knowledge on his fact
0: okay go ahead
1: um, boring one, Jamar Chase changed his shoes at halftime every game. Apparently, weirdo, he's been doing it. What a weirdo. It, doing it, did it all through college. Strange.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that was, whenever I would cut games up, I would like follow him for the first half, like he had different shoes, and then he would change them, and I couldn't tell where he was on the field half the time. Very annoying. Did not like that.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Carter's, obviously, is Dan Arnold. Uh, and direct quote, he has a full band set and thinks he's an actual rock star. Randomly would ask me to play the drums.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy you root for. <laughs>
0: Love that. That's go. fun. Thank you Thank you for those facts.
1: You're, you're welcome.
0: Really brought a, a nice little twist to the weekly recap. Love it.
2: I would love it. We could have a Tim segment each week. He just sends us in an audio file of him with a random fact from a web team. <laughs> Before we go, we got Tim's random. last yeah. week brought to you by Quick Trip. <laughs> wow, nice. Love it. Get the
1: sponsorship in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: God, I miss Quick Trip. All
1: right. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's that's week four. Fun little fun little slate there. And uh yeah, so with that, week five. Um, I'm in a little bit of a weird situation this week because I have Frazier's lines, but I also have some early lines from the book. Oh. And I think, what should we do?
2: Maybe we, should we should check out that? the book, see where Let's, my money's going. Do
0: the book? We're doing the book? Yeah all right well you know um this has been awesome we called it out last week obviously was you know the first week that the book was active but i am really enjoying it seeing more teams get involved this week keep that up sounds like carter is going to get involved the man himself so Uh, Yeah, a lot of fun over there. And we have some early lines from the book. So, you know, I don't think these are lock it in level lines yet, um, but maybe a little bit of a a, a preview of what is to come later in the week. So with that, let's get into the week five lightning round. And we are going to start with the keel pros. Or whatever they are called.
2: (laughs) Whatever.
0: (laughs) Because uh, we had an 89-point line last week, and we're not quite that high this time around. But the Keel Pros, whatever, are favored by 70 points on the early line against the Dynasty team.
2: Ah. 70. I mean, this past week, I would have barely covered, maybe. I think he might. That would have been a close one. Um, That's tough. I I think I will take... I might actually take Talon to cover. I can see him putting up some points. I agree.
0: All he does is cover. (laughs) I'm taking the Dynasty team. Next up... (laughs) The Moneymakers looking to rebound from a loss with the boys, and they will be taking on the Rugs Rats, coming off of that horrific defeat at the hands of the Pirate Crew. And this week, the Moneymakers are favored by 62.
2: I I might hammer Mingo here. I think we got a big bounce i mean it's not like you had a bad week but i think we get another boom week here coming up
1: yeah i agree hey at this point i would take most teams over riley on spreads
0: both of these teams have been fairly consistent yeah. through four weeks uh <laughs> riley been hovering in that 145 to 155 range and my team's been in that like no. Okay, my spikes have been higher, but regardless, uh, I like Riley to hit about 150, which means I have to be over 210 to cover this, and I am going to take, I'm going to take the Rugs Rats to cover. All right. Um, all right, the pirate crew, this is a fun little line uh after the 89 pointer last week favored by 52 over david wilson batman and the funnest little rag group
2: in the league i think i gotta hop on dan i uh, showing no signs of slowing down i could see another two, 250 out of them or something did Frazier around 190, 200? I can see Frazier covering, but I, I got to go with Dan.
1: <clears throat> I, I'm i going to say Frazier's going to cover. There's something about Frazier. I think this pod's going to get his juices flowing. I think he's going to go looking for a quarterback, maybe a running back this week. jeez. Oh, you know, and might end up looking at a, a championship preview here. Oh, my. Oh, <laughs> my. We're gonna get that. We're gonna get that. Frazier. He's gonna get that run like Carter. How? Where he just gets everybody at his worst. Just gets I'm, enough wins to squeak in and Party Town USA. I'm so ready to watch this team throughout the rest of the season.
0: <laughs> this is so fun. Um, but I, I'm smashing Dan on this line. I, I 195. That's not gonna happen every week for this Frazier team. I'm sorry. And Dan is uh until he scores below 220 I'm not gonna believe that he's going to this season so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say damn um all right so that leaves the ooh, the insulin pens once again going into the matchup as a favorite by 20 points over K1 jelly.
1: See, I'm gonna cover. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, after last week's performance by Carter, I'd have a hard time betting on him. Ah, but he could have a bounce back
1: week. Oh, he's gonna beat me, but I'm
2: <laughs> I'm taking Carter. I think he might figure it out a little bit more this week.
0: Yeah, I. I just find it hard to believe that this team's gonna be this low all year. And I think uh, this will be a fairly close game. So give me gimme give K1. Uh next up, we have a marquee. A marquee matchup between the boys coming off of a win over the moneymakers, now moving right along to the Fresh Prince of Hilaire as an eight-point favorite this week. I...
2: Keep...
1: Wait, you say Dave's the favorite? He
0: is. He's an eight-point
1: favorite.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what he does with the lineup here. I don't, I don't really like seeing Leonard Floyd and Jadavian Clowney on the defense all that much. But I keep... I bet against him this past week I I keep thinking Parker is going to bust out but I think I'll just take Dave in this one until he proves me wrong uh, or proves until Parker proves me wrong I'm going to ride Dave I
1: think I might take Dave too he's just he, got too much offensive firepower It's just going to cover up the holes in his defense I mean who knows maybe he maybe he does something to figure his defense out this week but
0: this is yeah. a big game this is a big game for the podcast Because we have been vocally, vocally against these teams in some form or another, despite them being two of the best teams in the league so far. Um, Really trying to inspire them to be their best selves and uh, very interested to see who comes out of this one alive. Um, The stats would suggest after Parker's down week that Dave has taken a firm hold here as the team, uh, the number three team. Um, And I took Dave as dog last week. That worked. So let's go ahead and take him again to cover this one. Um, All right. That leaves one matchup. And while it might not have the top of the league luster, as the Dave Parker matchup, it may be the most pivotal game of the season for both of these teams. Josh and the rebel Alliance currently sitting at two and two meets Kelvin currently at one and three, two teams in the middle tier of the league that had playoff aspirations in 2021 both of whom desperately need to come out of this game with a win to give themselves real life moving into the depths of the season. It is as it sits on this a Tuesday a pick'em.
2: Oh baby. I mean this is for these two teams, I mean it's a can't lose for Calvin, but it's a must win for Josh. So, uh, I think I'm going to go with Calvin We've seen him have a couple 200 point weeks where he was a little unlucky Going against some good teams I'm, I'm not sure, I mean his Josh's ragtag defense has worked But I, I just need to see it one more week Before I fully commit to that So I'm going with Calvin To, to win this one
1: I really, really want to pick Josh But I have to go Calvin
0: I'm going to follow the war plus and I'm going to take Josh because this could not be closer these two teams are in very similar positions both of them have two 200 point games on their resume so far through four weeks and both of them desperately need to win this game so I'm going to follow the advanced stats but this is a hell of a game and I hope That when I do put the game of the week poll out, that this game gets the respect it deserves versus a Dave Parker matchup, which is also a huge game this week. This is an awesome week of games. That is week five. Jeez. So as we do here in web, there are very (laughs) rarely weeks that are inconsequential.
1: Oh, sorry. I forgot. To make the mic. I
0: apologize. It's modern technology will allow me to skirt around it, or
2: I might leave it in for the <laughs> lol. We'll he was panicking. He was like, <laughs> he was trying so hard to hold it in. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: <to pet> <laughs> but like I said, that's week five. We are moving right along. The... Uh, interconference slate rapidly approaching its conclusion, but we have a whole lot of fun left with these two weeks. A lot of fun matchups left. And honestly, despite this five-team tier that is forming, I kind of got my juices flowing a little bit looking ahead to the conference schedule for some of these teams. So we know nothing. I want everybody to know that. We know nothing, and it's going to be a fun ride. So, uh, Caleb, thank you once again for sitting in the two spot. You've done a great job the last couple weeks and Tim, thank you for joining us this week. You were a real pleasure and your facts have made an impression that will last forever on this podcast.
1: Thank goodness. It's a pleasure as always. Look at you go. Maybe I'll come back sometime.
0: I hope so. I I hope you do.
1: Interesting to think you're gonna get another invite. <laughs> well, if I don't, it was a good run.
2: <laughs> it was. All right. Let us make it
0: a great week.